the Lord. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I welcome you all to another episode of Scriptural Revelation Podcast. I thank God for His inspirations thus far. God is God has been faithful in our lives, and to Him alone be all the glory. Words belong. I release the one, and I thank God for helping me and helping this podcast. I know that today I'm going to touch lives again. Praise God. Now I come with a new topic, which I titled "The Art of Prayer." The Art of Prayer. We're going to see what prayer is. We're going to see how to help us in our life. We're going to see the how to pray, and we'll see other different. We'll deal with other different subtopics as we go on. Now I'm going to start our anchor text, which is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter six, verse nine to thirteen, which says, "After this manner." Therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But then said thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Verse 13 said, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and power, and the glory, forever. Amen. This is a part of the scripture in which Jesus was teaching every one of us assuring of God how to pray these are the steps to prayer praise God now what is prayer many of us have had prayer before our pastors talk about it we just think that okay prayer just what you just go to God and just demand what you want from him and that's all no that's the wrong that's the wrong view of prayer today we're going to be seeing what we really call prayer we're going to be seeing what we really call prayer now, the first point is that prayer is the art of koinonia with God by the use of words and also hearing from Him. Prayer is the art of koinonia with God by the use of words and also hearing from Him. So, a way we pray, we can't pray without the use of words, praise the Lord. We have to speak because it's an oral conversation between, between man and humanity, humanity and divinity, praise God. So, we have to, there have to be a use of words. So, prayer is done by speaking praise god john chapter 10 verse 27 says my sheep hears my voice and i know them and they follow me praise the lord now when you pray to god there is no response sorry when you pray to god and there is no response or a feeling of answered prayers or an outpouring of his spirit then you did not pray according to his will praise the lord when you pray to god there is no answers to your prayers or there is no outpouring of his spirit or his love or his joy upon you then you do not pray according to his way praise god if a human if any one of us as children of god pray according to his will there will be a feeling of answered prayer prayers in, in us if there are reasons then there will be an outpouring of his spirit upon us or he'll just show us a kind of love and then we we'll just feel loved immediately that's a sign that he answered our prayer. That's a sign that he had us. God always puts signs. He always puts signs when we pray so that we know that, so that we ourselves know that yes, he is hearing us. Because most of us we pray and then we think that God is not hearing us. So he, he just sends some signs to know that yes, he's hearing us and he's going to answer us. So if when you pray according to his will, there will be signs following. There will be signs. And then some of us may have feelings of answer prayers and we just end up saying thank you jesus and then we'll go our way because why that's yes our father in heaven has had us that's prayer prayer is when you receive when you see a sign praise the lord 
Point two says prayer is a bridge of communication between God and man. Prayer is a bridge of communication between God and man. Communication, communication. Now, communication does not involve one person; it involves two people. Communion. They are they are talking. So, like I said earlier, prayer is done when two people talk. So, there must be a response to prayer. Prayer is not just done by one person talking. There must be a response to prayer. So, when you pray, there must be a response because it's a communication between humanity, humanity and divinity. There's a, there's a communication. Praise God. Now, the third point says prayer is making your request known before God and getting answered prayers now prayer was orchestrated by god for us to get answered prayers why because we are asking from him so don't get it wrong us as believers we are always supposed to have answers to our prayers when we pray there is supposed to be an answer there is supposed to be an answer if there is not an answer then if you didn't pray according to his will we should check our prayer out there should be an answer there must be an answer because it was made by god god knows what he was doing when he made prayer he made prayer so that we can ask and we will receive because the bible says in matthew 7 7 say if we ask we receive it praise the lord so that's exactly what prayer was made for prayer was made for answering not just for talking to god for for hearing from him too praise god now our thoughts our fourth point here says prayer is the closest relationship between God and man. Praise God. Prayer is the closest relationship between God and man. Now, if you check it well, all these men of God that you see working wonders, all these uh, all these fellow Christians that you see that are in another dimension, they have a kind of close relationship with God. Why? Because their prayer life is on fire for God. If you want to have a close relationship with God, your prayer life must be on fire for Him. Trust me, you can't have a close relationship with God by mere reading your Bible. That's the pure truth. You cannot have a close relationship with God by mere reading your Bible every day and not praying. Now, Apostle Joshua Selman said something. He said that if you want to know how your relationship is with God, it is when you check your prayer life, your prayer life, not your study life not your study life it is your prayer life that shows your closeness your relationship with god because the more time you spend with god in prayer the more time god spends with you praise the lord now i have explained what prayer is and i'm sure that most of us have gotten exactly what prayer is and i'm sure that i've changed most of us thinking about prayer praise the lord and just to note prayer is not just talking it is receiving so you receive when you pray you don't just pray and then you go your way and then you feel that okay yeah i've said i've done something i know that god will answer me no 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 prayer prayer is to be answered even if not even if not immediately but subsequently it should be answered because god made prayer for man god made prayer for man but just as man said that god cannot pray because prayer is not something for the spirit, it's something for man. That when God was a man formed, that's Jesus, he prayed. So prayer is made for man. Now, how to pray? How do we pray? Most of us just think that okay, let's go go on our knee, our knees or just sit down or lie down and then say something to someone that you're not sure is hearing you. 
and then you feel that yeah you have prayed no 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 you haven't i'm going to be telling us i'm going to give us a way how to pray according to our, our own context because it's teaching us how to pray because most of us lack this in our christian universe most of us lack how to pray praise god so i'm going to be telling us how how do we pray uh first point here is adoration adoration now before praying the first thing to do is to adorate god by calling him him names that we please him adoration we call him names when we want to pray first thing you thank god you adorate his name we give you sweet names call him names in your dialect if you can you call him english names you call him biblical names you call him hebrew names just search any other any name that you know that it is a name for god you call it you say it to him that's how we pray we adorate god because trust me when you adorate god when you thank him praise the lord changes everything he comes down by himself because god is a god that is a jealous god so he likes when people adorate him when we adorate him he likes it so let's make this a part of our everyday prayer schedule by adorating god praise god now number two is prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom now this is a part in which most of us take lightly fulfillment of god's kingdom i'm sure most of us have not heard this before but that's the truth prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom how do we fulfill god's kingdom on earth and how what are the examples of prayers and let me just give us a tip of some prayers examples of prayers that prayers for the fulfillment of god's kingdom number one is prayer for the poor prayer for the church prayer for the country prayer for the ministers of god and prayer for the lost souls these are all prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom praise god these are all prayers for the fulfillment of god's kingdom so if most of us do not include these prayers in our daily life if we don't include these prayers every day we pray and then let's try to imbibe this prayer for god's kingdom we can pray for the poor we can pray for the needy we can pray for the less privileged we can pray for the church we can pray for the country our country is facing through serious challenges now and the only way out is prayer that's the truth the only way out is prayer because the bible says if we humble ourselves and pray god will take away the sins on the land god will heal the land that is what he's saying in his word and so the only way out is by prayer prayer is the only way out trust me prayer is the only way out so let's let's try to imbibe this that's praying for fulfillment of god's kingdom every day in our prayer life and then i and then trust me you see a change in your life now number three is prayer for the will of god prayer for the will of god now during prayer we should always pray that god's will be done in our lives and other aspects such as family members nation and the church trust me you can't command god to do what he doesn't want to do god does his will on everyone's life the bible say bible says that god 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 said in three scripture he said that he does what he wants our father in heaven does what he wants. you can't force him to do what he what he what he doesn't want to do and so you have to pray for his will and his will his will 
for every one of us is perfect because the bible says, i know the thought i have towards you thought of good and not of evil to do or to bring us to an expected end so the will of god for our life is a perfect will it's a good will and so we have to pray for the will of god not our own way because trust me if we pray for our own way <laughs> then our lives may not be the way we want it to be because our will might not be the will of god for us praise god our will might not be the will of god for us so let's pray for the perfect will of god praise god let us pray for the perfect will of god so i've given us three points so far let's move to the fourth one now the fourth way of how to pray says commit your ways before god commit your ways before god now psalms that 7 verse 5 says something it says commit thy ways unto the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass now when we commit our ways before god and trust in him he brings everything to pass now, we should always make sure that we commit our ways commit our ways and our day into the hands of god if we want a smooth day most of us we go through bad day we see that things don't work out as we planned why because we didn't settle down in the morning to commit our ways before god trust me god cannot force himself in your life you have to let him in you have to bring him into your life so when we commit our ways to god you are bringing him in to our dealings of the day and so we we see that everything in our life becomes smooth why because we committed our ways to god this is how this is how we pray commit our way to god now our fifth point says prayer for mercy prayer for mercy this is a prayer that's supposed to be done every second if possible trust us trust me the the through the understanding of the scriptures as christians our sins are already forgiven before we commit them that's the truth because our names are already in the book of life and we are Heaven, heaven candidates as Christians, as children of God. But they see a need to pray for mercy. There is still a need to pray for mercy. There is still a need. You shouldn't just take it for granted, okay, our sins are forgiven, so there's really no need to ask for mercy. Trust me, there is still there is need to ask for mercy. Every one of us needs the mercies of God, because without the mercies of God, we won't, we won't be alive, each and every one of us. We will not be alive. Now, Romans 3 verse 23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Trust me, every one person has sinned. I've sinned against God. Every one person. There is nobody that will say he hasn't sinned against God. Every one person has sinned against God. And so that is the reason why all of us need to ask God for mercy. We all need to ask God for mercy. We all need to ask God for mercy. Praise the Lord. Now, the prayer for mercy is a monumental prayer that should be done every minute if possible like earlier said it is a monumental prayer that should be done every minute if possible so she always imbibe this habit of prayer for mercy and then i see that god will change us in jesus name now point six is prayer for the for the grace to forgive prayer for the grace to forgive prayer for the grace to forgive now if we don't forgive we cannot be expressions of god's love to man praise the lord but I like to note, all of each and every one of us are sent to this world to be expressions of God's love to man. So we should show men the same love that God is showing to us. And so if we don't forgive, we cannot be that expression that God has laid in our heart, that God has created us to be. Praise God. So we have 
to forgive the prayer for the grace to forgive is something that we should do because most of us we find it hard to forgive most of us keep malice within our friends trust me god cannot answer your prayer if you have an unforgiving spirit that's the truth now god will not hear our prayers if we do not forgive so the grace to forgive is an important prayer the grace to forgive is an important prayer we have to always pray for the grace to forgive it's a very important prayer in our christian race it's a very important prayer in our christian race we can't do without the grace to forgive we can't do without it most of us have seen a lot most of us people have done dangerous things to us but we still need the grace to forgive we really need it we need the grace to forgive need the grace to forgive most of us people have done things that it is unforgivable but trust me we still need the grace to forgive praise the lord we still need the grace to forgive point seven prayer for deliverance from temptation prayers for deliverance from temptation temptations are to test our faith as children of god when we fall into temptation it means that we aren't spiritually mature to overcome that certain temptation that is why we need to be spiritually matured praise the lord now most of us fall into temptation because why we aren't spiritually matured enough we aren't spiritually matured enough that is why most of us fall into temptation praise god so let's try and be spiritually matured so we can so so we will avoid falling into temptations praise the lord because every temptation god cannot put us in a temptation that we cannot overcome God cannot put us in a temptation that we cannot overcome. Every temptation that comes our way, we have the power to overcome it. And so if we fall to every temptation, we are not spiritually mature. That's why we have to we have to grow ourselves spiritually so we can be able to overcome temptations. Praise God. We also need to pray for the grace to overcome temptations, like I earlier said. Now, point eight says prayer for deliverance from evil and captivity of the devil. Praise God. Prayer for deliverance from evil and captivity of the devil now we have to pray for our deliverance we have to pray for for every captivity of the devil upon our lives because as christian my pastor always say christianity is not funfair christianity is warfare it's a fight it's only the violence that can take it by force and so we have to pray it we have to be violent in our spirits if not we can't attain a certain height spiritually we can't defeat them we can't defeat them the rulers and the rulers of darkness of this world. Praise the Lord. My pastor said something. He said that we should always make sure we play the offense, not always the defense. Sometimes we should attack our attackers. Sometimes we should speak. Why? Because we have the power. God has given us the power. The Bible says He has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and upon the rulers of the dark, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. God has already given us the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and so we shouldn't be afraid of warring against the enemy we shouldn't be afraid of speaking we shouldn't be afraid of speaking praise god now the last point on how to pray is prayer for prayer of thanksgiving for answers answered prayers now when you are done praying you thank god for answers to our prayers should always remember to thank God for answers to our prayers because our God is a God that loves thanksgiving. He loves thanksgiving. So we should always pray for we should always thank God for answers to our prayers. Now we must always appear in prayer with confidence that God is hearing us. First John chapter 5 verse 14 says that this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he 
heareth us praise god prayer is the confidence that we have that when we ask according to god's way he always heareth us so we should always th- we should always make sure we always thank god for answers to our prayers thank god for answers to our prayers praise the lord now key points to note first of all holiness is the confidence that we have that god is hearing us when we pray therefore live a holy life now holiness is the confidence we have that god is hearing us now a person a sinner cannot come to god's presence and not feel guilty most of us this happens to us we come to god's presence and they will feel guilty no we shouldn't feel guilty at all the reason why we are feeling guilty is because we are living a sinful life holiness gives us gives us an edge to come confident into god's house into go into into the house of god and then ask what you want so therefore let's let every one of us live a holy life let us live a holy life let us live a holy life a holy life a holy life is a life of is a, is a sinless life a holy life is a life of is a life that that's that's that there's no blemish praise god let us make sure we live a holy life so we can appear in god's presence confidence without the accuser of the bedroom telling us because most of us maybe might have committed a sin for example we stole and then we come into prayer and then we are praying to god and then the accuser of the bedroom is just telling us now heart that you are just stole now now you are coming to the house of god to pray and then we feel guilty no we just try and live we just try and live a holy life and let me give every one of us one advice as Christians when we sin against God immediately let's go and ask for mercy immediately stop whatever you are doing if you have sinned against God stop whatever you are doing and ask God for mercy immediately immediately so the so you won't be accused by the accuser later on and then you'll feel guilty praise God now, second key point to notice, prayer is not done to feel spiritually charged. It is done to make your request. That's the word by Joshua Selman. Apostle Joshua Selman, he said, prayer is not done to feel spiritually charged. It is done to make your request. Now, trust me, prayer is not something that we do to just feel vibrant in our spirits. Although it's, it's, it's part of prayer. We feel vibrance in our spirit, but let that vibrance in our spirit not be the reason why we go to prayer. Let us go to prayer to ask. Let us go to prayer because we love God. That is the only way our prayers can be answered. If you go to our prayer to, to pray just to feel spiritually charged, then trust me, we have wasted our time. We have wasted our time. We don't just go to prayer and then speak in tongues and then, yes, spirit is charged, everywhere is charged, and then you go back. No. Let us ask God things in prayer. Let us seek God. Let us hear what God is saying. Let us appear into God's way because we love Him. Praise God. Now, prayer without faith is unproductive. Let's take note that prayer without faith is unproductive. If we don't believe that God is hearing us, then He cannot answer us. He needs us to believe. That is the reason why we pray. Praise God. The more you pray, the more God gets closer to you. The more you spend time with God in prayer, the more God spends time with you. So, if you want a relationship with God, you get you 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 increase your prayer time. Praise God! Increase your prayer time. Now, stretch yourself in prayer. A new a new Christian should pray maximum 
one hour a day in new stretch yourself in prayer a new christian should pray minimum one hour a day a new christian should pray minimum one hour a day now most of us are guilty of this most of us don't do not even pray for 10 minutes a day or five minutes trust me you are prone to attack of the enemy if you cannot stretch yourself in prayer you are prone to attack of the enemy if you cannot stretch yourself in prayer so let us try to stretch ourselves in prayer minimum an hour a day let us just try and pray now it is not easy we can't do it on our own but by the power of the holy ghost the holy ghost is a is a power of prayer so let us by all means try to stretch ourselves in the in the in the altar of prayer does by all means try to choose ourselves in your altar of prayer now our last key point here said a prayerless christian is a christian which is bound to attack from the enemy like Elias said a prayerless christian is a christian which is bound to attack of the enemy so if we want to be free from every attack of the enemy let us try to live a prayerful life let us try to live a prayerful life praise god well, this last key point brought us to the end of our our podcast and I thank you all for listening. I know that you have been touched. I know that you have been blessed. I am not assuming I know that each and every one of us have been blessed and I thank God for his inspiration. I thank the Holy Spirit for his inspiration and I know that this message has touched us in ways that we don't know that has touched us and then I pray we shall not only be here as but we shall be doers praise the lord because it is infertile if you just hear something and we don't act on it we have to make sure we act on what we have had we have to make sure we act on what we have had praise the lord well i thank you all for listening i thank you all for i thank all my listeners i thank you wherever they are here in our home nigerian overseas i thank you all for listening and i know that god is doing something in your life I know that God has been faithful and you know that being faithful shall bless you in everything that you do. Please keep on listening, keep on sharing with your friends and keep on burning for Christ. And remember that the goal is to go to eternity with our Father. Everything we do, we should make sure we live our ways right. Praise the Lord. All this brings me to the end of this episode. My name is Nokomoriawo. And this is a scriptural revelation podcast. And I'll be blessed. I thank you for listening. And then you can call me. I can always say you can call me. You can message me. My, my number is 09065951953. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you all to another episode of Scriptural Revelation Podcast. I thank God for His inspirations thus far. God is God has been faithful in our lives, and you, to Him alone be all the glory. Words belong. I released one, and I thank God for helping me and helping this podcast. I know that today I'm going to touch lives again. Praise God. Now I come with a new topic. Which I tied to the art of prayer. The art of prayer. We're going to see what prayer is. We're going to see how to help us in our life. We're going to see the 
how to pray and we'll see other different we'll deal with other different subtopics as we go on now i'm going to start our anchor text which is taken from the book of matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 13 which says after this manner Therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But then said thy kingdom come, thy hope done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Verse 13 said, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and power, and the glory, forever. Amen. This is a part of the scripture in which Jesus was teaching every one of us assuring of God how to pray these are the steps to prayer praise God now what is prayer many of us have had prayer before our pastors talk about it we just think that okay prayer just want to just go to God and just demand what you want from him and that's all no that's a wrong that's a wrong view of prayer today we're going to be seeing what we really call prayer we're going to be seeing what we really call prayer now, the first point is that prayer is the art of koinonia with God by the use of words and also hearing from Him. Prayer is the art of koinonia with God by the use of words and also hearing from Him. So, a way we pray, we can't pray without the use of words, praise the Lord. We have to speak because it's an oral conversation between, between man and humanity, humanity and divinity, praise God. So, we have to, there have to be a use of words. So, Prayer is done by speaking. Praise God. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hears my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Praise the Lord. Now, when you pray to God, there is no response. Sorry, when you pray to God and there is no response or a feeling of answered prayers or an outpouring of His Spirit, then you did not pray according to His will. Praise the Lord. When you pray to God and there is no answers to your prayers or there is no outpouring of his spirit or his love or his joy upon you then you do not pray according to his way praise god if a human if any one of us as children of god pray according to his will there will be a feeling of answer prayer prayers in, in us if there are reasons then there will be an outpouring of his spirit upon us or he'll just show us a kind of love and then we we'll just feel loved immediately that's a sign that he answered our prayer. That's a sign that he had us. God always puts signs. He always puts signs when we pray so that we know that so that we ourselves know that yes, he is hearing us. Because most of us we pray and then we think that God is not hearing us. So he, he just sends some signs to know that yes, he's hearing us and he's going to answer us. So if when you pray according to his will, there will be signs following. There will be signs. And then some of us may have feelings of answer prayers and we just end up saying thank you Jesus and then we'll go our way because why that's yes our father in heaven has had us that's prayer prayer is when you receive when you see a sign praise the Lord point two says prayer is a bridge of communication between God and man prayer is a bridge of communication between God and man communication communication now communication does not involve one person it involves two people communion they are they are talking so like i said earlier prayer is done when two people talk so there must be a response to prayer prayer is not just done by one person talking there must be a response to prayer so when you pray there must be a response because it's a communication 
between humanity humanity and divinity there's a, there's a, there's a communication praise God now the third point says prayer is making your request known before God and getting answered prayers now prayer was orchestrated by God for us to get answered prayers why because we are asking from him so don't get it wrong us as believers we are always supposed to have answers to our prayers when we pray there is supposed to be an answer there is supposed to be an answer there is not an answer then if you didn't pray according to his will we should check our prayer out there should be an answer there must be an answer because it was made by God God knows what he was doing when he made prayer he made prayer so that we can ask and we will receive because the Bible says in Matthew 7 7 say if we ask we receive it praise the Lord so that's exactly what prayer was made for prayer was made for answering not just for talking to God for, for hearing from him too praise God now our fourth our fourth point here says prayer is the closest relationship between God and man praise God prayer is the closest relationship between God and man now if you check it well all these men of God that you see working wonders all this uh, all these fellow Christians that you see that are in another dimension they have a kind of close relationship with God why? because their prayer life is on fire for God if you want to have a close relationship with God your prayer life must be on fire for Him trust me you can't have a close relationship with God by mere reading your Bible that's the pure truth you cannot have a close relationship with God by mere reading your Bible every day and not praying now, Apostle Joshua Selman said something. He said that if you want to know how your relationship is with God, it is when you check your prayer life. Your prayer life, not your study life. Not your study life. It is your prayer life that shows your closeness, your relationship with God. Because the more time you spend with God in prayer, the more time God spends with you. Praise the Lord. Now, I have explained what prayer is and I'm sure that most of us have gotten exactly what prayer is and, I, and I'm sure that I've changed most of us thinking about prayer. Praise the Lord. And just to note, prayer is not just talking. It is receiving too. You receive when you pray. You don't just pray and then you go your way and then you feel that, okay, yeah, I've said, I've done something and now that God will answer me. No, no, no. Prayer prayer is to be answered. Even if not, even if not immediately, but subsequently it should be answered because god made prayer for man god made prayer for man but just as man said that god cannot pray because prayer is not something for the spirit it's something for man that when god was a man from that's jesus he prayed so prayer is made for man now how to pray how do we pray most of us just think that okay let's go go on our knees or just sit down or lie down and then say something to someone that you're not sure is hearing you and then you feel that yeah you have prayed no 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 no, no you haven't i'm going to be telling us I'm going to give us a way how to pray according to the, our, our own context going to be teaching us how to pray because most of us lack this in our christian race most of us lack how to pray praise god so i'm going to be telling us how how do we pray our first point here is adoration adoration now before praying the first thing to do is to adore God by calling him 
him names that we please him adoration we call him names when we want to pray first thing we tell god you adorate his name we give you sweet names call him names in your dialect if you can you call him english names you call him biblical names you call him hebrew names just search any other any name that you know that it is a name for god you call it you say it to him that's how we pray we adorate god because trust me when you adorate god when you thank him praise the lord changes everything he comes down by himself because god is a god that is a jealous god so he likes when people adorate him when we adorate him he likes it so let's make this a part of our everyday prayer schedule by adorating god praise god now number two is prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom now this is a part in which most of us take lightly fulfillment of god's kingdom i'm sure most of us have not heard this before but that's the truth prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom how do we fulfill god's kingdom on earth and how what are the examples of prayers and let me just give us a tip of some prayers examples of prayers that prayers for the fulfillment of god's kingdom number one is prayer for the poor prayer for the church prayer for the country prayer for the ministers of god and prayer for the lost souls these are all prayer for the fulfillment of god's kingdom praise god these are all prayers for the fulfillment of god's kingdom so if most of us do not include these prayers in our daily life if we don't include these prayers every day we pray and then let's try to imbibe this prayer for god's kingdom we can pray for the poor we can pray for the needy we can pray for the less privileged we can pray for the church we can pray for the country our country is facing through serious challenges now and the only way out is prayer that's the truth the only way out is prayer because the bible says if we humble ourselves and pray god will take away the sins of the land god will heal the land that is what he's saying in his word and so the only way out is by prayer prayer is the only way out trust me prayer is the only way out so let's let's try to imbibe this that's praying for fulfillment of god's kingdom every day in our prayer life and then I, and then trust me you see a change in your life now number three is prayer for the will of god prayer for the will of god now during prayer we should always pray that god's will be done in our lives and other aspects such as family members nation and the church trust me you can't command god to do what he doesn't want to do god does his will on everyone's life the bible say the bible says that god god, god said in three scriptures he said that he does what he wants our father in heaven does what he wants. you can't force him to do what he what he what he doesn't want to do and so you have to pray for his will and his will his will for every one of us is perfect because the bible says, i know the thought i have towards you thought of good and not of evil to do or to bring us to an expected end so the will of god for our life is a perfect will it's a good will and so we have to pray for the will of god not our own way because trust me if we pray for our own will <laughs> then our lives may not be the way we want it to be because our will might not be the will of god for us praise god our will might not be the will of god for us so let's pray for the perfect will of god praise god let us pray for the perfect will of god so i've given us three points so far 
let's move to the fourth one now the fourth way of how to pray says commit your ways before god commit your ways before god now psalms that 7 verse 5 says something it said commit thy ways unto the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass now when we commit our ways before god and trust in him he brings everything to pass um, we should always make sure that we commit our ways commit our ways and our day into the hands of god if we want a smooth day most of us we go through bad day we see that things don't work out as we planned why because we didn't settle down in the morning to commit our ways before god trust me god cannot force himself in your life you have to let him in you have to bring him into your life so when we commit our ways to god you are bringing him in to our dealings of the day and so we end we, we see that everything in our life becomes smooth why because we committed our ways to god this is our, this is how we pray we commit our way to god now our fifth point says prayer for mercy prayer for mercy this is a prayer that's supposed to be done every second if possible trust us trust me the the through the understanding of the scriptures as christians our sins are already forgiven before we commit them that's the truth because our names are already in the book of life and we are heaven heaven candidates as christians as children of god but they see a need to pray for mercy there is still a need to pray for mercy there is still a need we shouldn't just take it for granted okay our sins are forgiven so there's really no need to ask for mercy trust me there's still there's need to ask for mercy every one of us need the mercies of god because without the mercies of god we won't we won't be alive each and every one of us we will not be alive now romans 3 verse 23 says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god trust me every one person has sinned have sinned against god every one person there is nobody that will say he hasn't sinned against god every one person have sinned against god and so that is the reason why all of us need to ask god for mercy we all need to ask god for mercy we all need to ask god for mercy praise the lord now the prayer for mercy is a monumental prayer that should be done every minute if possible like earlier said it is a monumental prayer that should be done every minute if possible so we should always imbibe this habit of prayer for mercy and then i see that god will change us in jesus name now point six is prayer for the for the grace to forgive prayer for the grace to forgive prayer for the grace to forgive now if we don't forgive we cannot be expressions of god's love to man praise the lord but i like to note all each and every one of us are sent to this world to be expressions of god's love to man so we should show men the same love that god is showing to us and so if we don't forgive we cannot be that expression that god has laid in our heart that god has created us to be praise god so we have to forgive the prayer for the grace of forgive is something that we should do because most of us we find it hard to forgive most of us keep malice within our friends trust me god cannot answer your prayer if you have an unforgiving spirit that's the truth now god will not hear our prayer as if we do not forgive so the grace to forgive is an important prayer the grace to forgive is an important prayer we have to always pray for the grace to forgive it's a very important prayer in our christian race this is a very important prayer in our Christian race. We can't do without the grace to forgive. We can't do without it. Most of us have seen a lot. Most of us, people have done dangerous things to us. But we still need the grace to forgive. We really need it. We need the grace to forgive. 
need the grace to forgive. Most of us, since people have done things that it is unforgivable. But trust me, we still need the grace to forgive. Praise the Lord. We still need the grace to forgive. Point seven: Prayer for deliverance from temptation. Prayers for deliverance from temptation. Temptations are to test our faith as children of God. When we fall into temptation, it means that we aren't spiritually mature to overcome that certain temptation. That is why we need to be spiritually matured. Praise the Lord. Now, most of us fall into temptation because why? We aren't spiritually matured enough. We aren't spiritually matured enough. That is why most of us fall into temptation. Praise God. So, let's try and be spiritually matured so we can, so, so we avoid falling into temptations. Praise the Lord. Because every temptation, God cannot put us in a temptation that we cannot overcome. God cannot put us in a temptation that we cannot overcome. Every temptation that comes our way, we have the power to overcome it. And so if we fall to every temptation, we are spiritually matured. That's why we have to, we have to grow ourselves spiritually so we can be able to overcome temptations. Praise God. We also need to pray for the grace to overcome temptations, like I earlier said. Now, point eight says prayer for deliverance from evil and captivity of the devil. Praise God. Prayer for deliverance from evil and captivity of the devil. Now, we have to pray for our deliverance. We have to pray for for the captivity of the devil upon our lives. Because as Christians, my pastor always says Christianity is not warfare. Christianity is warfare. It is a fight. It is only the violence that can take it by force. And so we have to pray it. We have to be violent in our spirits. If not, we can't attain a certain height spiritually. We can't defeat them. We can't defeat the, the, the rulers and, and the rulers of darkness of this world. Praise the Lord. My pastor said something. He said that we should always make sure we play the offense, not always the defense. Sometimes we should attack our attackers. Sometimes we should speak. Why? Because we have the power. God has given us the power. The Bible says He has given us power to show upon serpents and scorpions. And upon the rulers of the dark, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. God has already given us the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And so, we shouldn't be afraid of warring against the enemy. We shouldn't be afraid of speaking. We shouldn't be afraid of speaking. Praise God. Now, the last point on how to pray is prayer for prayer of thanksgiving for answers, answered prayers. Now, when you are done praying, you thank God for answers to our prayers. Should always remember to thank God for answers to our prayers because our God is a God that loves thanksgiving. He loves thanksgiving. So we should always pray for, we should always thank God for answers to our prayers. Now we must always appear in prayer with confidence that God is hearing us. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 10. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Praise God. Prayer is the confidence that we have that when we ask according to God's will, He always hears us. So we should, always th- we should always make sure we always thank God for answers to our prayers. Thank God for answers to our prayers. Praise the Lord. Now, key points to note. First of all, holiness is the confidence that we have that God is hearing us when we pray. Therefore, live a holy life. Now, holiness is the confidence we have that God is hearing us. Now, a person, a sinner cannot come to God's presence and not feel guilty. Most of us, this happens to us. We come to God's presence and they will feel guilty. No, 
you shouldn't feel guilty at all. The reason why you are feeling guilty is because you are living a sinful life. Holiness gives us gives us an edge to come confident into God's house, into, into, into the house of God, and then ask what you want. So therefore, let's let every one of us live a holy life. Let us live a holy life. Let us live a holy life. A holy life. A holy life is a life of is a is a sinless life. A holy life is a life of is a life that 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 there's no blemish. Praise God. Let us make sure we live a holy life so we can appear in God's presence, confident, without the accuser of the bedroom telling us. Because most of us maybe we are committing a sin. For example, we stole and then we come into prayer and then we are praying to God and then the accuser of the bedroom is just telling us in our heart that you are just stole now now. We are coming to the house of God to pray. And then we feel guilty. No. Let us try and live a holy life. And let me give every one of us one advice as Christians. When we sin against God, immediately let's go and ask for mercy. Immediately stop whatever you are doing if you have sinned against God. Stop whatever you are doing and ask God for mercy immediately. Immediately. So the so you won't be accused by the accuser later on and then you'll feel guilty. Praise God. Now, second key point to notice, prayer is not done to feel spiritually charged. It is done to make your request. That's the word by Joshua Selman. Apostle Joshua Selman, he said, prayer is not done to feel spiritually charged. It is done to make your request. Now, trust me, prayer is not something that we do to just feel vibrant in our spirits. Although it's, it's, it's part of prayer. We feel vibrance in our spirit, but let that vibrance in our spirit not be the reason why we go to prayer. Let us go to prayer to ask. Let us go to prayer because we love God. That is the only way our prayers can be answered. If you go to our prayer to, to pray just to feel spiritually charged, then trust me, we have wasted our time. We have wasted our time. We don't just go to prayer and then speak in tongues and then yes, spirit is charged, everywhere is charged, and then you go back. No. Let us ask God things in prayer. Let us seek God. Let us hear what God is saying. Let us appear into God's prayer because we love Him. Praise God. <laughs> now, prayer without faith is unproductive. Let's be thinking of that. Prayer without faith is unproductive. If we don't believe that God is hearing us, then He cannot answer us. He needs us to believe. That is the reason why we pray. Praise God. The more you pray, the more God gets closer to you. The more you spend time with God in prayer, the more God spends time with you. So, if you want a relationship with God, you get you 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 increase your prayer time. Praise God! Increase your prayer time. Now, stretch yourself in prayer. A new a new Christian should pray maximum one hour a day. A new stretch yourself in prayer. A new Christian should pray minimum one hour a day. A new Christian should pray minimum one hour a day. Now most of us are guilty of this. Most of us don't do not even pray for ten minutes a day or five minutes. Trust me, you are prone to attack of the enemy if you cannot stretch yourself in prayer. You are prone to attack of the enemy if you cannot stretch yourself in prayer. So let us try to stretch ourselves in prayer. Minimum an hour a day. Let us just try and pray. Now, it is not easy. We can't do it on our own, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the a, is a power of prayer. So let us, by all means, try. 
ich tue aber safe in die, in, die, in die Order of Prayer. Das ist bei Omi, ich tue ich tue aber safe in die Order of Prayer. Now, our last key point here said, a prayerless Christian is a Christian which is bound to attack from the enemy. Like Elias said, a prayerless Christian is a Christian which is bound to attack of the enemy. So if you want to be free from every attack of the enemy, let us try to live a prayerful life. Let us try to live a prayerful life. Praise God. Well, this last key point brought us to the end of our our podcast and I thank you all for listening. I know that you have been touched. I know that you have been blessed. I am not assuming I know that each and every one of us have been blessed and I thank God for his inspiration. I thank the Holy Spirit for his inspiration and I know that this message has touched us in ways that we don't know that has touched us and then I pray that we shall not only be here as but we shall be to us. Praise the Lord. Because it is infertile if we just hear something that we don't act on it. We have to make sure we act on what we have had. We have to make sure we act on what we have had. Praise the Lord. Well, I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for... I thank all my listeners. I thank you wherever they are. Here in our home, Nigerian overseas, I thank you all for listening. And I know that God is doing something in your life. I know that God has been faithful. And you know that I've been faithful. He shall bless you in everything that you do. Please keep on listening. Keep on sharing with your friends. And keep on burning for Christ. I remember that the goal is to go to eternity with our Father. Everything we do, we should make sure we live our ways right. Praise the Lord. All this brings me to the end of this episode. My name is Noko Moriawo, and this is a Scriptural Revelation podcast. I know that I'll be blessed. I thank you for listening. And then you can call me. I can always say you can call me. You can message me. My number is 09065951953. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all. Amen. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Welcome to the ninth episode. After a very long time, God has brought us again to hear his word. Praise God. I greet all of you and I wish you all Merry Christmas in advance and season greetings to you all. Let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise because you're a good God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word. We ask that your word shall go with power today. It shall touch life, soul shall be saved, and destiny shall be formed by your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now I come to a new topic which I tie to aligning yourself. Aligning yourself. Aligning yourself. Most of us have had our pastors in this world or any any speaker or any preacher speaking the word aligning. But most of us don't really know what it entails. It is a very important aspect in our Christian race because if we don't align ourselves, we can't operate in the frequency in which God wants us to operate because as believers as believers we are already we are already been given the grace by God to operate in some certain frequencies but without aligning you cannot operate in those frequencies you have to tune your spirit first of all 
So our text is taken from the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. This is a popular scripture in which you are supposed to know. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 says, And be not conformed of this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. This is Apostle Paul writing to us as Christians, not just to the people of Romans, but to us as Christians. How to align ourselves. If we really meditate on these scriptures, we will see exactly what Paul wants us to know from here. He's all talking about aligning ourselves so we can be fit for the master's use, so we can be vessels unto honor, not unto dishonor. Praise God. Now, first of all, what is aligning? Let me give us a layman definition of aligning. Now, to align means to change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. To change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. Now, scripturally speaking, biblically speaking, to align oneself is to tune tune one's spirit, soul, and body to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. Aligning means to tune your spirit to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. To tune your spirit, your soul, and your body to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. Please note, it is not only your spirit you tune, but the most important part, the most important part to be tuned is your spirit. But you don't only tune your spirit, your body too has to follow because if the body does not follow, if your body does not agree with your spirit, then it does not work. Your body has to agree with your spirit, you have to, but the body, the aspect of the body is you yourself. You have to work on yourself by the, by the, by the grace of the Holy Spirit. You have to work on your body. You have to be able to stay, you have to be able to do things that will make you grow. You have to be able to do things that will make you aligned. Praise God. Now, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be preserved blameless. Not just your spirit, not just your soul, not just your body, but all of them, your spirit, your soul, and your body. So, the three of them go hand to hand. You cannot just tune your spirit without tuning your body. Praise God. Three of them go hand in hand. So if you want to be able to attain that height in your spirituality level, you have to be able to tune the three of them. Most of us have tried on our own. We have tried because as Christians, God has prepared a certain spiritual light that each and every one of us should meet. As a Christian, it's not just a pastor. That should be laying hands on the dead and should, and should rise up. As far as you have Jesus inside of you, you too can attain that height. But all you need to do is alignment. That is why this is a very important topic in our Christian race. Alignment. You have to be able to tune your spirit, your soul, and your body. Subsequently, you'll be seeing how do you do that. Now, according to our text, there cannot be aligning without the tears of the Father. You cannot align yourself without having Jesus in you. You can't align yourself without having the Holy Spirit in you. Praise God. You can't align yourself without having God inside of you. Praise God. Now, aligning oneself involves being dead to the flesh so your spirit can be in tune with God. 
that's all about learning being dead to the flesh so that your spirit can be in tune with god now walking in the flesh is a very risky christian journey you can't operate in the spirit while walking in the flesh it's not possible you have to kill your your body you have to kill your flesh before you can operate in the spirit in the sense that you can't walk in the spirit and then you sin against god through your body no it does not happen you have to be able to kill the flesh fleshy desires inside of you praise the lord you have to be able to kill the fleshy desires inside of you before you can operate in the spirit now hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says how much more shall the blood of christ who through the internal spirit offered himself without spot to god purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living god now the only way our conscience can be purged is through jesus the only way our conscience can be purged is through jesus that's why the bible says in romans chapter 13 verse 14 he said he said a word here for us he said we should clothe ourselves with jesus so we will not be able to what we'll not be able to do the sin of the flesh not be able to carry out the lust of the flesh so jesus is the only way that we can purge our conscience and we can walk in the right way with christ praise god we cannot be vessels or carriers of the holy spirit without being aligned we can't have the holy spirit or we can't be carriers of the holy spirit if we are not aligned we have to be aligned first of all before we can be carriers of the holy spirit now aligning requires sacrifice Aligning requires sacrifice. Now, Joshua, I was hearing one of Joshua Soma's messages and he said something. He said, he said he salutes people that align, that that sacrifice, that go through sacrifice for alignment. Because it's not an easy thing at all. For you to walk in that spiritual heart that I desire is not just by mere mouth and procrastination. It's by what? It's by sacrifice. You have to be able to sacrifice your food obviously sacrifice your food sacrifice your time sacrifice a lot of things before you can attain that spiritual height you want to be because most of us as christians we are always we always have this desire to grow that is that is just it as a christian when you give life to christ you always have a desire to grow and you can't just sit at home and start procrastinating and start thinking that okay tomorrow i'll start next tomorrow i'll start no start from now and start and it has a very big sacrifice the only way we can do that is by the help of the holy spirit because in the flesh we cannot attain that height praise god steps to alignment now just steps to alignment alignment have steps i'll be showing us some steps to alignment number one making up your mind that's the first step to alignment the first step to alignment is making up your mind. This entails the assurance in your heart to be aligned. So you have to have an assurance in your heart to be aligned before you can actually be aligned. That's the first step. Making up your mind to be aligned. You have to make up your mind to be aligned with God. You have to make up your mind to be aligned with God. Now, second step is what? Salvation. Salvation is the second step. That's for those that are not saved. For we that are saved, 
is the same salvation is the most important step to alignment this is the most important step because when you are saved now you have you have the bridge which is jesus christ jesus is the bridge between us and god you have the bridge inside of you so it can be aligned easily only when you are saved so if anyone listens to me right now and you're not saved you are far away from alignment for you to be aligned you need the father in you you need the father in you until you accept jesus your spirit cannot be aligned to the spirit of god because jesus is the bridge between us and the father praise god jesus is the bridge between us and the father number three is continuous walk in holiness this is the third step to alignment continuous walk in holiness second Timothy chapter, chapter 2 verse 21 says something he said if a man therefore purges himself from this he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good word works praise the lord if a man purges himself from this he shall be a vessel unto honor a vessel unto honor purging yourself Purging yourself makes you aligned. Purging yourself makes you a vessel. How do you purge yourself? Most of us know that. The actual truth about sin is that sin is a very sweet sin. Sin is sweet, obviously. But he, anyone that can withstand sin, anyone that can live a holy life, actually paying the price to alignment. When you live a holy life, you are paying the price to alignment. So the first thing as Christians... Our prayer every day should be God kill the the power of flesh in me. Because when the when you're continuously oppressing the flesh in the flesh, you cannot be aligned. That is the truth. So you have to continuously work in holiness. Not just once in a while or every Sunday, as most of us do. Holiness should be something that must be done every day. We must try to be holy. Not thinking, not actually seeing, not actually seeing from the aspect of man, but from the aspect of God. We try to see holiness from the aspect of God, in the means that we know how it is destructive, how sin is destructive to us. So we should see the destructive part of sin. That helps us not to live in sin. Praise God. Now holiness secures God's presence. Continuous God's presence. Continuous working in sin and disobedient drive God, God away. Holiness secure. Holiness secures God's presence. And thereby continuous working in sin and disobedience drive God God away. So when continuously sin and disobey God's law, it drives God away. Now keys to note. Let me give us some keys that will help us in our spiritual race. Now making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough. Making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough, but looking at it from the angle of acceptability from God makes yourself aligned. Making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough, but looking at it from the angle of acceptability from God makes yourself aligned. Now, what this simple sentence is just saying is that making yourself aligned to God, paying the sacrifice, is not enough. But looking at it from the acceptability from God in the sense that, ask yourself these few questions. If God sees what I'm doing now, will he pour his spirit on me? Or what does God think about what I'm doing now? Do you think I'm do I think I'm pleasing God? What I'm doing is he actually pleasing God. What I'm doing now is he actually 
pleasing God? That is what that's that are the questions we're supposed to ask ourselves in our Christian race. Because the first person to think of is God. Most of us fear men more than God. Most of us we steal and then we are afraid of what that will do to us or mommy. And then we are forgotten that there's someone upstairs who is bigger than them, the creator of heaven and the earth. Some of us actually don't even don't even have fear for God these days. Most of us fear men than fear God. But that's not how it's supposed to be. God is the number one person in our life. And so if we have to align ourselves, we have to look at this from the view of acceptability from God. Praise God. Now, two, in your spiritual race, being born again is not just the only thing, but also spiritual growth is necessary. It's necessary. Spiritual growth is necessary. Being born again it does, does not just stop there. But God wants everyone of us to grow in spirit and in truth. He wants us to grow spiritually. He wants us to perform those miracles that Jesus did. Now, we cannot just perform them by just men giving our life to Christ and then pray once a week, twice a week, carry our Bible once a week. No. Growth. Continuous growth. Continuous growth. Continuous growth. Praise God. So, not just giving our life to Christ is not just enough, but when you continuously grow, in God, when you continuously grow in God, pray, study your Bible, seek, meditate, seek God every day of your life. Meditate on, your, on the scriptures and pray. Praise God. Number three, spiritual growth comes by hunger. Spiritual growth comes by hunger. Now, you cannot assess God or you cannot get that spiritual height you want to attain if you don't have hunger if you don't have hunger the bible says in matthew 5 it said those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake shall be filled now there cannot be a feeling of the holy spirit without hunger you have to hunger and thirst for him hunger in the sense that hunger leads you to fasting hunger leads you to searching the scripture to know what it entails to have the seed of the father in you Hunger makes you search and pray and read, re- listen to messages and read books just to search and know what the mind of Christ is for you. So there cannot be acceptability from God without hunger. You have to hunger and thirst for Him. Praise God. You have to hunger and thirst for Him. Your hunger level determines your level of spirituality. The way you hunger for God, that determines how you grow spiritually. The way you hunger for God, it determines how you will grow spiritually. There cannot be a growth without a hunger. Two of them go hand in hand. You have to hunger for God and hunger for the Holy Spirit before He fills you up with His Spirit. Now, focusing on the Spirit leading in our life is far more effective way to achieving righteousness than trying not to sin. This was a word said by Wayne Jacobson in one of his books. He said, focusing on the spirit leading is in our lives is far more effective way to achieving righteousness and trying not to sin at all. Now, when Jacobson gave an example in his book, he said, he told us, the, 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 the readers, that we should try not thinking about apple. We can try it though, listeners. Try not thinking about apple for a minute or two. And then it's not possible. Why? Because I already said apple and then it's already ringing in our brain. Apple, we cannot just get out of our, our brain. That's exactly how sin is. When we try to not sin, 
that is exactly that is the time that we begin to sin. Most of us have seen some kind of instances from there. So we shouldn't focus on just not trying to sin, but we should focus on the on this leading of the Holy Spirit in us. Because when the Holy Spirit leads us, living a sinless in, in a living a life without sin will become so easy for you. So we should focus on leading of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit leads you, you see that the sin that you used to sin. So in subsequent time, it won't happen again. It won't occur again. So let's not just think about not sinning, but let's focus more on the leading of the Holy Spirit. How? By spiritual maturity. Because you can't have the the Holy Spirit if you don't grow. The more you grow, the more He shows Himself more in you. The more you grow, the more He shows Himself more in you. The good thing is that since the first day you give you have given life to Christ, the Holy Spirit is already in you. But you have to activate Him by constant, continuous working in the ways of God. By constant, continuous aligning yourself. Consistency. Consistency is something that most of us lack. Most of us are not consistent at all. Today we'll say, okay, we'll read the scripture, we'll read one scripture tomorrow wake up in the morning, our body is weak, and then we just say to next tomorrow, next tomorrow, continuously like that. No, consistency is something that attracts the Holy Spirit. Consistency, consistency, it attack, attracts the Holy Spirit. It draws him closer to you when you are consistent in your dealing. The Bible says, have you seen a man diligent in his works? He shall stand before kings and not mere men. Diligence, diligence in what you do will take you high. Diligence in what you do will shoot you up, skyrocket you, a thousand feet than your equals. Diligence is something important in the Christian race. If you, if all of us can understand this mystery of diligence and make it a part of our life, the sky is just our, our starting point. We have to start this work of diligence from now. Start this work of diligence from now. Now, diligence is the opposite of procrastination. Procrastination is what most of us What's is actually some of our problems in life. We procrastinate too much. That's the reason why most of us say we fail in some aspect of, of our life because of what procrastination. If we say we want to start something, we start it that instance. Once start that instance, the Holy Spirit helps us, He empowers us. Most of us don't know how to use the Holy Spirit. Most of us have Him in us and we still fail. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit. Someone that's always there to help us. We can pray to God, God empower me. I really want to be diligent. Empower me, and He will answer you. Because the Bible says, Call on to me and I will answer you. The Bible says to in John 40, 40, say if you ask, I will answer. So there's no how that you ask God something that He won't answer, except you're not working in His ways. And sometimes, even if you're not working in His ways, His mercy will still speak for you and He will still answer you. Most of us we allow the devil paint a bad picture up picture of us to ourselves so it won't give us confidence to appear in the presence of God no no even if we have sinned we shouldn't have that mentality that we are sinners so God know our prayers no what you need to do is just ask God for mercy and continue my pastor was preaching and said something that struck me he said a prince that is living a prince that is a small plane a, a prince whose father is a king and just one year was when when he falls down there's no stopping from being a, a prince. If he falls inside the mud, there's no stopping from being a prince. He's still a prince. So it sits in our Christian race. Making mistakes does not mean that we are not Christians. It's the normal thing as a Christian. 
we make mistakes but to do that we jump up ask for mercy and continuously run our christian race over and over again praise god staying aligned can only be by continuous diligence in your dealings with god staying aligned you can only be aligned by what by your continuous diligence in your discipline in your dealings with god the only way to know the difference between good and bad is by constant renewing of your mind with the word of god constant renewing of your mind how do you renew your mind through the word of god we renew our mind through the word of god um second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 has given us a mere definition of how we renew our mind praise god if you have our spare time we can just read and meditate on that scripture second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it will open our eyes and to help us in our christian race praise god so the only you can only know the difference between good and bad someone have asked me sometimes that how do you know that this is a sin or not i told him that the only way you can know is by what the word of god because the word of god is the manual to everything when you read the word of god you know the do's and don'ts of god you know his commandments you know his dealings you know how to work with him the only way you can know how to work with god is through what through reading the bible you can't please the father without knowing the word you have to know the word before you please the father praise god let's try and take our quiet time more seriously most of us we are faulty in that in the sense that most of us we have work we have something we are doing so we really we procrastinate maybe at nights we will read bible and then we come back from our work and then we are exhausted and we sleep and continue that no let's try and take our time let's plan our day let's have god first because when you when you take god seriously he takes you seriously the, the amount of way you handle god that's the amount of way god handles you praise god i thank god for his word i thank god for sending his word again he's a merciful god he's a good god he's a kind god he is a glorious god give god the glory thank god for his word again please i want to tell us that the words that we have today let us try and make it a part of us and let us ask god for his leading because without god's leading our life we can go nowhere we can't do anything we can't make it in life without god let's try to make god our number one priority and you see and i see god helping you so with these few words this brings us to the end of our today's podcast that's the next episode and i pray that god shall use this word to open our eyes and this word shall not stand against us in the last days in jesus name i am still your host enoch omoriawo i thank god for his inspiration because he's been god all the way give all the glory my number if in case we need any advice or any questions on any preachings my number is 09065951953 i repeat 09065951953 stay blessed and keep serving god god bless you Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Welcome to the ninth episode. After a very long time, God has brought us again to hear His word.
praise God. I greet all of you and I wish you all Merry Christmas in advance and season greetings to you all. Let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise because you're a good God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word. We ask that your word shall go with power today, shall touch life, souls shall be saved, and destiny shall be formed by your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now I come to a new topic which I tie to aligning yourself. Aligning yourself. Aligning yourself. Most of us have had our pastors in this world or any any speaker or any preacher speaking the word aligning but most of us don't really know what it entails it's a very important aspect in our christian race because if we don't align ourselves we can't operate in the frequency in which god wants us to operate because as believers as believers we already we have already been given the grace by god so operate in some certain frequencies but without aligning you cannot operate in those frequencies you have to tune your spirit first of all so our text is taken from the book of romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 this is a popular scripture in which you're supposed to know romans 12 verse 1 and 2 it says i beseech you brethren by the message of god that she presents your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service Verse 2 says, And be not conformed of this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord, this is Apostle Paul writing to us as Christians, not just to the people of Romans, but to us as Christians. How to align ourselves. If we really meditate on these scriptures, we will see exactly what Paul wants us to know from here. Is all talking about aligning ourselves so we can be fit for the master's use, so we can be vessels unto honor, not unto dishonor. Praise God. Now, first of all, what is aligning? Let me give us a layman definition of aligning. Now, to align means to change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. To change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. Now, scripturally speaking, biblically speaking, to align oneself is to tune tune one's spirit, soul, and body to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. Aligning means to tune your spirit to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. To tune your spirit, your soul, and your body to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. Please note, it is not only your spirit you tune, but the most important part, the most important part to be tuned is your spirit. But you don't only tune your spirit, your body too has to follow. Because if the body does not follow, if your body does not agree with your spirit, then it does not work. Your body has to agree with your spirit. You have to, but the body, the aspect of the body is you yourself. You have to work on yourself by the by the by the grace of the Holy Spirit. You have to work on your body. You have to be able to stay. You have to be able to do things that will make you grow. You have to be able to do things that will make you aligned. Praise God. Now, First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty-three says, "And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be preserved blameless, not just your spirit, not just your soul, not just your body, but all of them, your spirit, your soul, and your body. So, 
the three of them go hand to hand you cannot just tune your spirit start tuning your body praise god three of them go hand in hand so if you want to be able to attain that height in your spirituality level you have to be able to tune the three of them most of us have tried on our own we have tried because as christians god has prepared a certain spiritual light that each and every one of us should meet as a christian it's not just a pastor that should be laying hands on the dead and should, and should rise up as far as you have jesus inside of you you too can attain that height but all you need to do is alignment that is why this is a very important topic in our christian race alignment you have to be able to tune your spirit your soul and your body subsequently you'll be seeing how do you do that now according to our text there cannot be aligning without the tears of the father you cannot align yourself without having jesus in you you can't align yourself without having the holy spirit in you praise god you can't align yourself without having god inside of you praise god now aligning oneself involves being dead to the flesh so your spirit can be in tune with god that's all about learning being dead to the flesh so that your spirit can be in tune with god now walking in the flesh is a very risky christian journey you can't operate in the spirit while walking in the flesh it's not possible you have to kill your your body you have to kill your flesh before you can operate in the spirit in the sense that you can't walk in the spirit and then you sin against god through your body no it does not happen you have to be able to kill the flesh fleshy desires inside of you praise the lord you have to be able to kill the fleshy desires inside of you before you can operate in the spirit now hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says how much more shall the blood of christ who through the internal spirit offered himself without spot to god purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living god now the only way our conscience can be purged is through jesus the only way our conscience can be purged is through jesus that's why the bible says in romans chapter 13 verse 14 he said he said a word here for us he said we should clothe ourselves with jesus so we will not be able to what we'll not be able to do the sin of the flesh not be able to carry out the lust of the flesh so jesus is the only way that we can purge our conscience and we can walk in the right way with christ praise god we cannot be vessels or carriers of the holy spirit without being aligned we can't have the holy spirit or we can't be carriers of the holy spirit if we are not aligned we have to be aligned first of all before we can be carriers of the holy spirit now aligning requires sacrifice Aligning requires sacrifice. Now, Joshua, I was hearing one of Joshua Soma's messages and he said something. He said, he said he salutes people that align, that that sacrifice, that go through sacrifice for alignment. Because it's not an easy thing at all. For you to walk in that spiritual heart that I desire is not just by mere mouth and procrastination. It's by what? It's by sacrifice. You have to be able to sacrifice your food obviously sacrifice your food sacrifice your time sacrifice a lot of things before you can attain that spiritual height you want to be because most of us as christians we are always we always have this desire to grow 
that is that is just it as a christian when you give a to christ you always have a desire to grow and you can't just sit at home and start procrastinating and start thinking that okay tomorrow i'll start next tomorrow i'll start no start from now and start and it has a very big sacrifice the only way we can do that is by the help of the holy spirit because in the flesh we cannot attain that height praise god steps to alignment now there are steps to alignment alignment have steps I'll, I'll be showing us some steps to alignment number one making up your mind that's the first step to alignment the first step to alignment is making up your mind this entails the assurance in your heart to be aligned so you have to have an assurance in your heart to be aligned before you can actually be aligned that's the first step making up your mind to be aligned you have to make up your mind to be aligned with god you have to make up your mind to be aligned with god now second step is what salvation salvation is the second step that's for those that are not saved for we that are saved it's the same salvation is the most important step to alignment this is the most important step because when you are saved now you have you have the bridge which is jesus christ jesus is the bridge between us and god you have the bridge inside of you so you can be aligned easily only when you are saved so if anyone listens to me right now and you're not saved you are far away from alignment for you to be aligned you need the father in you you need the father in you until you accept Jesus, your spirit cannot be aligned to the Spirit of God because Jesus is the bridge between us and the Father. Praise God. Jesus is the bridge between us and the Father. Number three is continuous walk in holiness. This is the third step to alignment. Continuous walk in holiness. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 2 verse 21 says something. He said, If a man therefore purges himself from these... He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good works. Praise the Lord. If a man purges himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor. A vessel unto honor. Purging yourself. Purging yourself makes you aligned. Purging yourself makes you a vessel. How do you purge yourself? Most of us know that. The actual truth about sin is that sin is a very sweet sin. Sin is sweet, obviously. But he, anyone that can withstand sin, anyone that can live a holy life, is actually paying the price to alignment. When you live a holy life, you are paying the price to alignment. So the first thing as Christians, our prayer every day should be God, kill the the power of flesh in me. Because when when you're continuously oppressing the the flesh, you cannot be aligned. That is the truth. So you have to continuously work in holiness. Not just once in a while or every Sunday, as most of us do. Holiness should be something that must be done every day. We must try to be holy. Not thinking, not actually seeing, not actually seeing from the aspect of man, but from the aspect of God. You should actually see holiness from the aspect of God. In the means that we know how it is destructive how sin is destructive to us so we should see the destructive part of sin that helps us not to live in sin praise god now holiness secures god's presence continuous god's presence continuous working in sin and disobedience drive god god away holiness secure holiness secures god's presence 
and thereby continuous working in sin and disobedience drive God God away. So when continuously sin and disobey God's law, it drives God away. Now keys to note. Let me give us some keys that will help us in our spiritual race. Now making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough. Making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough, but looking at it from the angle of acceptability from God makes yourself aligned. Making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough, but looking at it from the angle of acceptability from God makes yourself aligned. Now, what this simple sentence is just saying is that making yourself aligned to God, paying the sacrifice, it's not enough. But looking at it from the acceptability from God, in the sense that, ask yourself these few questions. If God see what I'm doing now, will he pour his spirit on me? Or what does God think about what I'm doing now? Do, you think I'm, do I think I'm pleasing God? What I'm doing is he actually pleasing God. What I'm doing now is he actually pleasing God. That is what, that's, that are the questions we're supposed to ask ourselves in our Christian race. Because the first person to think of is God. Most of us fear men more than God. Most of us, we steal and then we are afraid of what daddy will do to us or mommy. And then, we are forgotten that there is someone upstairs who is bigger than them, the creator of heaven and the earth. Some of us actually don't even, don't even have fear for God. These days, most of us fear men than fear God. But that's not how it's supposed to be. God is the number one person in our life. And so, if we have to align ourselves, we have to look at this from the view of acceptability from God. Praise God. Now, two, in your spiritual race, being born again is not just the only thing, but also spiritual growth is necessary. It's necessary. Spiritual growth is necessary. Being born again does, does not just stop there. But God wants everyone of us to grow in spirit and in truth. He wants us to grow spiritually. He wants us to perform those miracles that Jesus did. Now, we cannot just perform them by just may give our life to Christ and then pray once a week, twice a week, carry our Bible once a week. No. Growth. Continuous growth. Continuous growth. Continuous growth. Praise God. So, not just give your life to Christ, not just enough, but when you continuously grow in God, when you continuously grow in God, pray, study your Bible, seek, meditate, seek God. Every day of your life, meditate on, your, on the scriptures and pray. Praise God. Number three, spiritual growth comes by hunger. Spiritual growth comes by hunger. Now, you cannot assess God or you cannot get that spiritual height you want to attain if you don't have hunger. If you don't have hunger. The Bible says in Matthew 5, it said those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake shall be filled now there cannot be a feeling of the holy spirit without hunger you have to hunger and thirst for him hunger in the sense that hunger leads you to fasting hunger leads you to searching the scripture to know what it entails to have the seed of the father in you hunger makes you search and pray and read listen to messages and read books just to search and know what the mind of christ is for you so there cannot be acceptability from God without hunger. You have to hunger and thirst for Him. Praise God. You have to hunger and thirst for Him. Your hunger level determines your level of spirituality. 
the way you hunger for God, that determines how you grow spiritually. The way you hunger for God, it determines how you will grow spiritually. There cannot be a growth without a hunger. Two of them go hand in hand. You have to hunger for God and hunger for the Holy Spirit before He fills you up with His Spirit. Now, focusing on the Spirit leading in our life is far more effective way to achieving righteousness than trying not to sin. This was a word said by Wayne Jacobson in one of his books. He said, focusing on the spirit leading is in our lives is far more effective way to achieving righteousness than trying not to sin at all. Now, when Jacobson gave an example in his book, he said, he told us, the, 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 the readers, that we should try not thinking about Apple. We can try it though, listeners. Try not thinking about Apple for a minute or two. And then it's not possible. Why? Because I already said Apple and then it's already ringing in our brain. Apple, we cannot just get that of our, our brain. That's exactly how sin is. When we try to not sin, that is exactly, that is the time that we begin to sin. Most of us have seen some kind of instances from there. So we shouldn't focus on just not trying to sin. But we should focus on the on this leading of the Holy Spirit in us. Because when the Holy Spirit leads us, Living a sinless in, in a living a life without sin will become so easy for you. So we should focus on leading of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit leads you, you see that the sin that you used to sin, so in subsequent time, it won't happen again. It won't occur again. So let's not just think about not sinning, but let's focus more on the leading of the Holy Spirit. How? By spiritual maturity. Because you can't have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. If you don't grow, the more you grow, the more he shows himself more in you. The more you grow, the more he shows himself more in you. The good thing is that since the first day you give a, you have given life to Christ, the Holy Spirit is already in you. But you have to activate him by constant, continuous working in the ways of God. By constant, continuous aligning yourself. Consistency. Consistency is something that most of us lack. Most of us are not consistent at all. Today we'll say, okay, we'll read the scripture, we'll read one scripture tomorrow, wake up in the morning, our body is weak, and then we just say to next tomorrow, next tomorrow, continuously like that. No, consistency is something that attracts the Holy Spirit. Consistency, consistency, it attack attracts the Holy Spirit. It draws him closer to you when you are consistent in your dealing. Bible says, I've seen a man diligent in his works, he shall stand before kings and not mere men. Diligence, diligence in what you do will take you high. Diligence in what you do will shoot you up, skyrocket you a thousand feet than your equals. Diligence is something important in the Christian race. If you, if all of us can understand this mystery of diligence and make it a part of our life, the sky is just our, our starting point. We have to start this work of diligence from now. Start this work of diligence from now. Now, diligence is the opposite of procrastination. Procrastination is what most of us... What's, procrastination is actually some of our problems in life. We procrastinate too much. That's the reason why most of us say we fail in some aspect of our, of our life because of what procrastination. If we say we want to start something, we start it that instance. Once at that instance, the Holy Spirit helps us. He empowers us. Most of us don't know how to use the Holy Spirit. Most of us have him in us and we still feel. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit is someone that is always there to help us. 
You can pray to God. God empower me. I really want to be diligent. Empower me and he will answer you. Because the Bible says, call on to me and I will answer you. The Bible says too in John 40, 40, it says if you ask, I will answer. So there is no how that you ask God something that he won't answer, except you are not working in his ways. And sometimes, even if you are not working in his ways, his mercy will still speak for you and he will still answer you. Most of us, we allow the devil paint a bad picture of, picture of us to ourselves, so it won't give us confidence to appear in the presence of God. No. No. Even if we have sinned, we shouldn't have that mentality that we are sinners, so God knows know our prayers. No. What you need to do is just ask God for mercy and continue. My pastor was preaching and said something that struck me. He said, a prince that is living, a prince that is a small prince, a, a prince whose father is a king, and just one year was when when he falls down, there's no stopping from being a, a prince. If he falls inside the mud, there's no stopping from being a prince. He's still a prince. So it sits in our Christian race. Making mistakes does not mean that we are not Christians. It's the normal thing as a Christian. We make mistakes. But what to do is that we jump up, ask for mercy, and continuously run our Christian race over and over again. Praise God. Staying aligned can only be by continuous diligence in your dealings with God. Staying aligned. You can only be aligned by what? By your continuous diligence in your discipline, in your dealings with God. The only way to know the difference between good and bad is by constant renewing of your mind with the word of God. Constant renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Through the word of God. We renew our mind through the word of God. Um, Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 has given us a mere definition of how we renew our mind. Praise God. If we have our spare time, we can just read and meditate on that scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. It will open our eyes and to help us in our Christian race. Praise God. So the only, you can only know the difference between good and bad. Someone have asked me sometimes that, how do you know that this is a sin or not? I told him that the only way you can know is by what? The word of God. Because the word of God is the manual to everything. When you read the word of God, you know the do's and don'ts of God. You know his commandments. You know his dealings. You know how to work with him. The only way you can know how to work with God is through what? Through reading the Bible. You can't please the Father without knowing the Word. You have to know the Word before you please the Father. Praise God. Let's try and take our quiet time more seriously. Most of us, we are faulty in that. In the sense that most of us, we have work. We have something we are doing. So, we really we procrastinate. Maybe at night, we will read the Bible. And then we come back from our work and then we are exhausted and we sleep and continue like that. No. Let's try and take our time. Let's plan our day. Let's have God first. Because when you when you take God seriously, He takes you seriously. The, the amount of way you handle God, that's the amount of way God handles you. Praise God. I thank God for His word. I thank God for sending His word again. He's a merciful God. He's a good God. He's a kind God. He is a glorious God. Give God all the glory. Thank God for His word again. Please, I want to tell us that the words that we have today let us try and make it a part of us and let us ask god for his leading because without god's leading our life we can't go nowhere we can't do anything we can't make it in life without god let's try to make god our number one priority and we see and i see god helping you so with these few words this brings us to the end of our today's
podcast that's the next episode and i pray that god shall use this word to open our eyes and this word will not stand against us in the last days in jesus name i am still your host enoch or i thank god for his inspiration because he's been god all the way give all the glory my number if in case we need any advice or any questions on any preachings my number is 09065951953 i repeat 09065951953 stay blessed and keep serving god god bless you good day ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of our podcast Welcome to the ninth episode. After a very long time, God has brought us again to hear His word. Praise God. I greet all of you and I wish you all Merry Christmas in advance and season greetings to you all. Let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise because you're a good God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word. We ask that your word shall go with power today shall touch life so shall be saved and destiny shall be formed by your word in jesus mighty name amen now i come with a new topic which i tie to aligning yourself aligning yourself aligning yourself most of us have had our pastors saying this word or any any speaker or any preacher speaking the word aligning but most of us don't really know what it entails it's very important aspects in our christian race because if we don't align ourselves we can't operate in the frequency in which god wants us to operate because as believers as believers we are already we have already been given the grace by god to operate in some certain frequencies but without aligning you cannot operate in those frequencies you have to tune your spirit first of all so our text is taken from the book of romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 this is a popular scripture in which you are supposed to know romans 5 verse 1 and 2 it says i beseech you brethren by the message of god that she presents your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service verse 2 says and be not conformed of this word but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. This is Apostle Paul writing to us as Christians, not just to the people of Romans, but to us as Christians. How to align ourselves. If we really meditate on these scriptures, we will see exactly what Paul wants us to know from here. He's all talking about aligning ourselves so we can be fit for the Master's use, so we can be vessels unto honor, not unto dishonor. Praise God. Now, first of all, what is aligning? Let me give us a Layman definition of aligning. Now, to align means to change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. To change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. Now, scripturally speaking, biblically speaking, to align oneself is to tune tune one's spirit, soul, and body to the frequency of the holy spirit aligning means to tune your spirit 
to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. To tune your spirit, your soul, and your body to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. Please note, it is not only your spirit you tune. But the most important part, the most important part to be tuned is your spirit. But you don't only tune your spirit, your body too has to follow. Because if the body does not follow, if your body does not agree with your spirit, then it does not work. Your body has to agree with your spirit. You have to, but the body, the aspect of the body is you yourself. You have to work on yourself by the by the by the grace of the Holy Spirit. You have to work on your body. You have to be able to stay. You have to be able to do things that will make you grow. Yeah, you have to be able to do things that will make you aligned. Praise God. Now, First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty three says, "And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly." And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be preserved blameless. Not just your spirit, not just your soul, not just your body, but all of them. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. So the three of them go hand to hand. You cannot just tune your spirit, start tuning your body. Praise God. Three of them go hand in hand. So if you want to be able to attain that height in your spirituality level, we have to be able to tune the three of them. Most of us have tried on our own. We have tried because as Christians, God has prepared a certain spiritual light that each and every one of us should meet. As a Christian, it's not just a pastor that should be laying hands on the dead and should, and should rise up. As far as you have Jesus inside of you, you too can attain that height. But all you need to do is alignment. That is why this is a very important topic in our Christian race. Alignment. You have to be able to tune your spirit, your soul, and your body. Subsequently, you'll be saying, how do you do that? Now, according to our text, there cannot be aligning without the tears of the Father. You cannot align yourself without having Jesus in you. You can't align yourself without having the Holy Spirit in you. Praise God. You can't align yourself without having God inside of you. Praise God. Now, aligning oneself involves being dead to the flesh so your spirit can be in tune with God. That's all about aligning. Being dead to the flesh so that your spirit can be in tune with God. Now, walking in the flesh is a very risky Christian journey. You can't operate in the spirit while walking in the flesh. It's not possible. You have to kill your, your body. You have to kill your flesh before you can operate in the spirit. In the sense that you can't walk in the spirit and then you sin against God through your body. No, it does not happen. You have to be able to kill the flesh, fleshy desires inside of you. Praise the Lord. You have to be able to kill the fleshy desires inside of you before you can operate in the spirit. Now, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says, How much more? shall the blood of Christ who through the internal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God now the only way our conscience can be purged is through Jesus the only way our conscience can be purged is through Jesus that's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 13 verse 14 he said he said a word here for us he said we should clothe ourselves with Jesus so we will not be able to what? We will not be able to do the sin of the flesh. We will not be able to carry out the lust of the flesh. So Jesus is the only way 
that we can purge our conscience and we can walk in the right way with Christ. Praise God. We cannot be vessels or carriers of the Holy Spirit without being aligned. We can't have the Holy Spirit or we can't be carriers of the Holy Spirit if we are not aligned. We have to be aligned first of all before we can be carriers of the Holy Spirit. Now, aligning requires sacrifice. Aligning requires sacrifice. Now, Joshua, I was hearing one of Joshua Soma's messages and he said something. He said, he said he salutes people that align that that sacrifice, that go through sacrifice for alignment. Because it's not an easy thing at all. For you to walk in that spiritual heart that you desire is not just by mere mouth and procrastination. It's by what? It's by sacrifice. You have to be able to sacrifice your food, obviously. Sacrifice your food, sacrifice your time. Sacrifice a lot of things before you can attain that spiritual height you want to be. Because most of us as Christians, we are always we always have this desire to grow. That is that is just it as a Christian. When you give your life to Christ, you always have a desire to grow. And you can't just sit at home and start procrastinating and start thinking that okay, tomorrow I'll start next tomorrow, I'll start no. Start from now and start and it has a very big sacrifice. The only way we can do that is by the help of the Holy Spirit, because in the flesh we cannot attain that height. Praise God. Steps to alignment. Now, just steps to alignment. Alignment have steps. I'll, I'll be showing us some steps to alignment. Number one, making up your mind. That's the first step to alignment. The first step to alignment is making up your mind. This entails the assurance in your heart to be aligned. So you have to have an assurance in your heart to be aligned before you can actually be aligned. That's the first step. Making up your mind to be aligned. You have to make up your mind to be aligned with God. You have to make up your mind to be aligned with God. Now, second step is what? Salvation. Salvation is the second step. That's for those that are not saved. For we that are saved, it's the same. Salvation is the most important step to alignment. This is the most important step because when you are saved, now you have you have the bridge which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the bridge between us and God. You have the bridge inside of you so you can be aligned easily only when you are saved. So if anyone listens to me right now and you're not saved, you are far away from alignment. For you to be aligned, you need the Father in you. You need the Father in you. Until you accept Jesus, your spirit cannot be aligned to the Spirit of God because Jesus is the bridge between us and the Father. Praise God. Jesus is the bridge between us and the Father. Number three is continuous walk in holiness. This is the third step to alignment. Continuous walk in holiness. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 2 verse 21 says something. It said, If a man therefore purges himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work, works. Praise the Lord. If a man purges himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor. A vessel unto honor, purging yourself. Purging yourself makes you aligned. Purging yourself makes you a vessel. How do you purge yourself? Most of us know that. The actual truth about sin is that sin is a very sweet sin. Sin is sweet, obviously. But he, anyone that can withstand sin, 
you know, that can live a holy life. Especially paying the price to alignment. When you live a holy life, you are paying the price to alignment. So the first thing as Christians, our prayer every day should be God kill the the power of flesh in me. Because when the, when you're continuously oppressing the flesh in the flesh, you cannot be aligned. That is the truth. So you have to continuously work in holiness, not just once in a while or every Sunday, as most of us do. Holiness should be something that must be done every day. We must try to be holy. Not thinking, not actually seeing, not analyzing from the aspect of man, but from the aspect of God. You should actually see holiness from the aspect of God. In the means that we know how it is destructive, how sin is destructive to us. So we should see the destructive part of sin. That helps us not to live in sin. Praise God. Now, holiness secures God's presence, continuous, God's presence, continuous working in sin and disobedience drive God, God away. Holiness, secure, holiness secures God's presence and thereby continuous working in sin and disobedience drive God, God away. So we continuously sin and disobey God's law. It drives God away. Now, keys to note. Let me give us some keys that will help us in our spiritual race. Now, making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough. Making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough, but looking at it from the angle of acceptability from God makes yourself aligned. Making yourself a sacrifice unto God is not only enough, but looking at it from the angle of acceptability from God makes yourself aligned. Now, what this simple sentence is just saying is that making yourself aligned to God paying the sacrifice is not enough but looking at it from the acceptability from God in the sense that ask yourself these few questions if God see what I'm doing now will he pour his spirit on me or what does God think about what I'm doing now do you think I'm do I think I'm pleasing God what I'm doing is actually pleasing God what I'm doing now is actually pleasing God that is what that's that are the question we're supposed to ask ourselves in our Christian race because the first person to think of is God most of us fear men more than God most of us we steal and then we are afraid of what that will do to us or mommy and then we are forgotten that there's someone upstairs who is bigger than them the creator of heaven and the earth some of us actually don't even don't even have fear for God these days most of us fear men than fear God but that's not supposed to be God is the number one person in our life. And so if we have to align ourselves, we have to look at this from the view of acceptability from God. Praise God. Now, two, in your spiritual race, being born again is not just the only thing, but also spiritual growth is necessary. It's necessary. Spiritual growth is necessary. Being born again does, does not just stop there. But God wants everyone of us to grow in spirit and in truth. He wants us to grow spiritually. He wants us to perform those miracles that Jesus did. Now, we cannot just perform them by just me giving our life to Christ and then pray once a week, twice a week, carry our Bible once a week. No. Growth. Continuous growth. Continuous growth. Continuous growth. Praise God. So, not just giving our life to Christ is not just enough, but when you continuously grow, in God, when you continuously grow in God, pray, study your Bible, seek, meditate, seek God 
every day of your life meditate on, your, on the scriptures and pray praise god number three spiritual growth comes by hunger spiritual growth comes by hunger now you cannot assess god or you cannot get that spiritual height you want to attain if you don't have hunger if you don't have hunger the bible says in matthew 5 it said those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake shall be filled now there cannot be a feeling of the holy spirit without hunger you have to hunger and thirst for him hunger in the sense that hunger leads you to fasting hunger leads you to searching the scripture to know what it entails to have the seed of the father in you hunger makes you search and pray and read listen to messages and read books just to search and know what the mind of christ is for you so there cannot be acceptability from god without hunger you have to hunger and thirst for him praise god you have to hunger and thirst for him your hunger level determines your level of spirituality the way you hunger for god that determines how you grow spiritually the way you hunger for god it determines how you will grow spiritually there cannot be a growth without a hunger two of them go hand in hand you have to hunger for god and hunger for the holy spirit before he fills you up with his spirit now focusing on the spirit leading in our life is far more effective way to achieving righteousness than trying not to sin this was a word said by Wayne Jacobson in one of his book he said focusing on the spirit leading is in our lives is far more effective way to achieving righteousness than trying not to sin at all now when Jacobson gave an example in his book he said he told us the the, the he read us that we should try not thinking about apple we can try it though listeners try not thinking about apple for a minute or two and then it's not possible why because i already said apple and then it's already ringing in our brain apple we cannot just get that of our, our brain that's exactly how sin is when we try to not sin that is exactly that is the time that we begin to sin most of us have seen some kind of instances from there so we shouldn't focus on just not trying to sin but should focus on the on this leading of the holy spirit in us because when the holy spirit leads us living a sinless in, in a living a life without sin will become so easy for you so we should focus on leading of the holy spirit when the holy spirit leads you you see that the sin that you used to sin so in subsequent time it won't happen again it won't occur again so let's not just think about not sinning but let's focus more on the lean of the holy spirit how by spiritual maturity because you can't have the spirit the holy spirit if you don't grow the more you grow the more he shows himself more in you the more you grow the more he shows himself more in you the good thing is that since the first day you give you have given life to christ the holy spirit is already in you but you have to activate him by constant continuous working in the ways of god by constant continuous aligning yourself consistency consistency is something that most of us lack most of us are not consistent at all today we'll say okay we'll read the scripture we'll read one scripture tomorrow wake up in the morning our body is weak and then we just say to next tomorrow next tomorrow continuously like that no consistency is something that attracts the holy spirit consistency consistency attack attracts the holy spirit it draws him closer to you when you are consistent in your dealing 
Bible says, Have you seen a man diligent in his works? He shall stand before kings and not mere men. Diligence. Diligence in what you do will take you high. Diligence in what you do will shoot you up, skyrocket you a thousand feet than your equals. Diligence is something important in the Christian race. If, you, if all of us can understand this mystery of diligence and make it a part of our life, the sky is just our, our starting point. We have to start this work of diligence from now. Start this work of diligence from now. Now, diligence is the opposite of procrastination. Procrastination is what most of us... What, procrastination is actually some of our problems in life. We procrastinate too much. That's the reason why most of us say we fail in some aspect of our life because of our procrastination. If we say we want to start something, we start it that instance. We start it that instance. The Holy Spirit helps us. He empowers us. Most of us don't know how to use the Holy Spirit. Most of us have Him in us, and we still fail. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit is someone that's always there to help us. You can pray to God, God empower me. I really want to be diligent. Empower me and He will answer you. Because the Bible says, Call unto me and I will answer you. The Bible says to in John 40 40, say if you ask, I will answer. So there's no how that you ask God something that He won't answer, except you're not working in His ways. And sometimes, even if you're not working in His ways, His mercy will still speak for you and He will still answer you. Most of us, we allow the devil paint a bad picture up picture of us to ourselves so it won't give us confidence to appear in the presence of God no no even if we have sinned we shouldn't have that mentality that we are sinners so God know our prayers no what you need to do is just ask God for mercy and continue my pastor was preaching and said something that struck me he said a prince that is living a prince that is a small plane a, a prince whose father is a king and just one year was when when he falls down doesn't stop him from being a, a prince. If he falls inside the mud, it doesn't stop him from being a prince. He's still a prince. So it sits in our Christian race. Making mistakes does not mean that we are not Christians. It's the normal thing as a Christian. We make mistakes. But to do that, we jump up, ask for mercy, and continuously run our Christian race over and over again. Praise God. Staying aligned can only be by continuous diligence in your dealings with God. Staying aligned, you can only be aligned by what? By your continuous diligence in your discipline, in your dealings with God. The only way to know the difference between good and bad is by constant renewing of your mind with the word of God. Constant renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Through the word of God. We renew our mind through the word of God. Um, Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 has given us a mere definition of how we renew our mind praise god if you have our spare time we can just read and meditate on that scripture second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it will open our eyes and to help us in our christian race praise god so the only, you can only know the difference between good and bad someone have asked me sometimes that how do you know that this is a sin or not i told him that the only way you can know is by what the word of god because the word of god is the manual to everything when you read the word of god you know the do's and don'ts of god you know his commandments you know his dealings you know how to work with him the only way you can know how to work with god is through what through reading the bible you can't please the father without knowing the word you have to know the word before you please the father praise god let's try and take 
our quiet time more seriously. Most of us, we are faulty in that. In the sense that most of us, we have work, we have something we are doing, so we really we procrastinate. Maybe nights we will read Bible and then we come back from our work and then we are exhausted and we sleep and continue that. No. Let's try and take our time. Let's plan our day. Let's have God first. Because when you when you take God seriously, He takes you seriously. The, the amount of way you handle God, that's the amount of way God handles you. Praise God. I thank God for His word. I thank God for sending His word again. He's a merciful God. He's a good God. He's a kind God. He is a glorious God. We give God all the glory. Thank God for His word again. Please, I want to tell us that the words that we have today let us try and make it a part of us and let us ask god for his leading because without god's leading our life we can't go nowhere we can't do anything we can't make it in life without god let's try to make god our number one priority and we see and i see god helping you so with these few words this brings us to the end of our today's podcast that's the next episode and I pray that God shall use this word to open our eyes and this word shall not stand against us in the last days. In Jesus' name. I am still your host, Enoch Omoriawo. I thank God for his inspiration because he's been God all the way. Give all the glory. My number, if, in case we need any advice or any questions on any preachings, my number is... 09065951953. I repeat 09065951953. Stay blessed and keep serving God. God bless you.